Welcome to the Business Vitality Podcast. My name is Katherine Canty. I am the host and an executive coach. I work with teams, individuals, and leaders to help create measured leadership change. We do that using practical applications, and our clients are creating 100% measured results as seen by those around them. Not necessarily what I think or what they think, but what the other people are seeing. And they are being recognized for the hard work that they're doing. If you're interested in learning more about some of the work that we're doing, you can learn more at KatherineCanty.com. I would love for you to subscribe to this show, to Business Vitality. This is my way to continue to pay it forward and share business best practices. Stay tuned and listen to the interview. Thanks for being here. John Henney, you are the CEO and founder of The Compelling Speaker, found on the web at CompellingSpeaker.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. So tell me about Compelling Speaker. Tell me, tell me what you do. So my background um, for the past almost 30 years is I've worked with singers and I've worked with some very well-known singers. And I found that great singers have certain devices they use to hold the audience's interest, but also emotionally connect. You can hear the same song sung by one person and you go, well, nice voice, but it really doesn't do anything for me. And then another singer can perform that song and you're just absolutely slayed by it. And I also started working with speakers. I had some voice doctors that began sending me speakers who were having issues. And I found that these exercises, modified for speakers, but these exercises and devices worked really well for speakers and they can use them to also hold interest and more importantly, emotionally connect with the listener. Okay. You got me at emotionally connect because when we have to go out and develop new business or even speak within an organization, we can speak, but there has to be that connection and there needs to be that emotional connection with humans because we're all humans and we are trying to connect. So that hits home with 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 what you're talking about because if we're not communicating we're not going to just continue to to remain vital in business and so talk about let's just start here we're on basically a zoom video and a movie you know we're shooting this screen like this how do you keep the energy going the emotional connection going on something like this where we're digitally you know connected it's not eyeball to eyeball you know in flesh I love this question. The camera is actually something you need to embrace. And whenever I have to go out and speak in a room, one of the things I do is I mentally place my energy in every corner of the room. And then I think of expanding my energy to all the corners of the room. And so when you have a camera, before you. Very often, the camera's just kind of there and we're caught up in our own little world and there's not people in front of us. So we're not really making eye contact and our energies may be a little withdrawn. And the key is you pull the camera into your energy and you you interact with that camera like, like someone is there. And energy is palpable. You can hear it. I've, I've been involved in lots of recording sessions um, for music. And 
there will be a take and everyone comes back into the control room to listen back and they'll go, that's not it. It doesn't, it, it may be all the right notes. There's, there's no real problem with it, but it doesn't have the magic. It doesn't have the right energy. And then when it's right, everyone will just look at each other and you know. We are highly social beings and our antenna, we, we connect with each other. We're always aware. We're always getting energy from each other. So it's, it's really putting out that energy and just in a welcoming, open vibe. So when, when we're connecting with people, we have the energy and we've all been in rooms where we can feel the energy and we've been in the rooms where we can't feel the energy and we just kind of fizzle out and multitask and lose yep. focus. But when we have the energy, we can we can build trust. Can you talk about some of the things that you're doing with compelling speaking and, and voice training that you're doing that helps build trust that maybe others that are listening in because leaders have to build trust leaders have to be in front of people and share the message. So how do they, how do they accelerate that opportunity with building trust? There are two elements to this. First is the voice itself. And the voice needs to have some amount of music to it. Great singers know that they need to change up elements in order to hold interest. A lot of uh, contemporary music is repetitive. That, that's how it's catchy. But if it's too repetitive and too predictable, it becomes like listening to three blind mice over and over. So singers use different devices, like they'll change their, their tone, or they may pick up the tempo a little bit and then hold back. And all of these are pattern interrupts. And what a pattern interrupt does is it reawakens the listener's attention. So you're always grabbing their attention. And when you feel the energy drop, you know you can pull, use these devices to regain interest. The other thing is the emotional honesty of what you are saying. They did a research project out of Yale and they took over 1,700 participants and they wanted to see how accurately the listener could gauge what the speaker was feeling. And it was only when they removed everything but the voice, they took away the visual element that their accuracy went up. The voice is the primary communicator of emotion. And we are constantly listening. And if you use something, and this is what, what actors will use, something called intentions. And an intention is characterized as a verb to do something. So uh, to use it in music, if I do something like, no more talk of darkness, right? That's just a little bland and, and dull. But if I have the intention that as I'm singing this or speaking this, I want to comfort, no more talk of darkness. It changes how I'm going to present. So very often when we walk up to give a presentation, We'll just say, hello, and not really think about it. But if you walk out with the intention to connect, that's going to change your energy. You may take a moment. You may look at everyone. If you really feel, I want to connect with you, hello, it's so nice to be here with you. You're going to have a different energy. You're going to have a level of emotional honesty in the voice. And the listener, whether they're aware of it or not, picks up on this. 
Yeah, I've often been told I can kind of read between the lines because people will say one thing, but there's something else that's in there. And and there's there's information in there. And when we change our voices or we hear the voices changing, like what you're saying and suggesting, um, it's impactful. And it almost, it, it does remind me, my mother was a high school math teacher for a number of years. And whenever I would walk into her room, I would hear her and she would be at the front and she would change that voice. And she would, she would try to engage with these high school students who didn't want to be in algebra. And she would figure out how she had to engage, you know, these, these 15 and 16 year old kids that didn't want to learn about math. And that what you're saying hits home, whether she knew she was doing it or not, but she had to keep them awake and she had to keep them learning just like we do in business, we got to keep the team engaged and emotionally connected. And to do that, we have to vary the voice, like what you're saying and the intention behind what you're saying, you call it intentions. And I think the same thing applies in business. We have to be intentional about our communication, intentional about how we connect with people um, because we're not going to be successful without the team that's going to be working around us and being able to emotionally connect with them. So I think, I think that's fantastic information about how you're relaying it from the music industry and training the voice into basically the business world of how do we communicate effectively to people? And then having that demo of having the keyboard in the background, it's so helpful because it just takes it just one more step further, just really ingraining what the impact of that, those intentions are doing. I have to ask, so many folks get on stage or their first time on stage and they can't help but use the ums and the filler words and things like that. And I know I'm guilty of it too. Um, talk about using the filler words, eliminating the filler words. What are your ideas around that for people getting on that stage and communicating with others? Well, going back to music, um, it's been said that it's not the notes that are important, it's the space between the notes. You don't have to be making sound all the time. We get uncomfortable with the silence. And so we start to, um, or, uh, and it's just take a moment. When we're first on stage and we're nervous, we will tend to go too fast. And then that's pointed out to us and maybe we listen back and we're like, oh, maybe I need to slow down. But actually tempo is, is part of your arsenal. Speeding up a little bit, pulling back and slowing down. It's okay to have a moment of quiet. It's impactful. It's a pattern interrupt. So that you can take a moment and just think about what it is that you're going to say. You don't need to be rushing headlong into everything. Use the music, really connect with the listener and just slow down a little bit. And with a little bit of training, you'll learn how to use tempo to your advantage. And you can use these musical devices and you won't feel this need to always be using filler words or what do I do with my hands? There's, there's all these things that overwhelm us when we first come on stage. And it will ultimately be like just connecting and speaking with an old friend. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So if we have leaders, they're, they're out, they're making these presentations. And I kind of joked with you before I hit record that I had a presentation 
last week and I was up there for a while talking and your voice begins to strain and you just begin to feel that towards the end of the day. And it had been a while and you have great resources on your website. The website is uh, compellingspeaker.com. You've got a ton of videos out there. One of these videos is talking about how do you maintain your voice? So as a leader that's having to go out and speak, to lots of teams, whether on Zoom calls or in front of you know large audiences, how do you protect your voice? First of all, you want to practice good vocal health, um, good vocal hygiene. The voice needs sleep. That's where the body repairs itself. The voice also needs to be properly hydrated. So things, obviously, smoking, alcohol, these these different types of things will interfere with that. But when you're using the voice, you want to be extremely careful with your speaking pitch. Um, Very often, especially when we're getting tired, we'll start to just speak a little too low. And when I'm on a lower pitch, that has less acoustic energy. So I have to work harder for my voice to carry. If you think about it, um, you can see a a full orchestra and and the orchestra is going full bore. And the percussionist in the back can take the little triangle and go ding, and you will hear it over all the trumpets and trombones because high frequencies travel faster and they hit a more sensitive part of our hearing. And what will happen is people lose the higher frequencies in their voice. And it's not that I'm going to speak on a high pitch. It's that I'm utilizing resonance in the voice. It's like having a a good speaker system that's going to bring out the high frequencies and the the fullness of your voice. So learning to use your voice properly is incredibly helpful, and you'll be able to speak through the day without experiencing vocal strain. So you have a a couple books out. You have a new book that just came out this summer, and is a lot of this covered in the book? Or tell me a little bit about what we can find in your new book that's out and even the, the previous book that you've published. Yeah, so The Compelling Speaker is my latest book. Just came out not quite two months ago. And all of this is covered. I also have, uh, when you get the book, you get access to a members area where I have supplemental videos. I have exercises that you can work to find resonance, to find your proper speaking pitch, to increase your speaking range. Uh, One of the things that's really painful is when you get somebody who just talks like this. I remember I'll watch some true crime shows uh, and someone was uh, accused of a crime and it it looked like they were guilty, but the case was rather weak. And I thought, boy, this person may get off until I heard their attorney talk like this. And I'm like, they're sunk. No one's (laughs) going to pay attention to this person. So it, it just starts to show you the different devices and you can practice using using tempo and, and using different colors in your voice. And I also have um, presentation tips, how to, how to connect through intentions. It's all in the book. And the book is short. It's a quick read. I made sure that it's really impactful. I love that. I love a good quick read, easy to follow. The, the cover of it's beautiful, very clean and crisp. So therefore... You know, you shouldn't judge a book by the cover. But as I look at the cover, I'm like, this is somebody who knows how to clarify what they're saying. They know how to create impact. Um, so I'm I'm excited to to be able to dig into that and excited to hear that you had a, a previous book before that one. So 
I'll be sure to check it out, even though I'm a long, long, far way away from any sort of singing careers. But I do enjoy speaking tips and trying to figure out how are we going to get through the next one and keep people emotionally engaged. A lot of folks that I'm working with, they they ask, you know, how can they become a better coach and mentor? And I think some of that ties into communication. Would you mind talking about maybe how this ties in together with how to be a better coach and mentor to others in business? Because the key is, uh, no matter how good your information is, if it's not being received in the way you intend, it, you're, you're not going to be as impactful. So through the voice, if you can really show with your voice, your intentions, that you care, that you're focused on this person, and that you can have them really pay attention and understand you can create greater changes uh, in the listener, in the student, and even uh, really mundane things, right? Because we have death by a thousand PowerPoint slides mm -hmm. and you're going through all of this information and it can be, after you've done it for a while, the tendency is you kind of start to check out and drone on a little bit. And this is where really strong intentions can help you. Because if you stop and you go, no, my intention is to inform and you really focus on that and really want that, you're going to speak differently. You're going to have different energy. And the voice is vibration. And these vibrations, when they hit the ear, they vibrate in the listener's ear to the listener's brain and it starts vibrations in the brain. And when we do this properly, we literally start to vibe with each other. And as you know, when you're, you're in a room with good energy, it's vibrations. You can feel it. And you can create that even in more mundane situations. I love that. And I feel the, the level of, of excellence that, that you provide. I can feel the energy come through on, on the camera and the background and just the level of professionalism. And so many people in business, you know, when we're starting out, we think everything has to be perfect. And, you know, years ago, I had a, a manager teach me it doesn't we're not going for perfection. We're going for excellence. And, you know, as, as we continue to grow as, as leaders and in business, we have to continue to, to find that excellence. Do you mind talking about how do you how do you find that excellence that allows you to keep showing up and, and do the best work that you can? For me. As I think about it, I just make my my primary goal helping others. Mm -hmm. And I use that as a starting point. How can I best help people doing what it is that I do? And I just know that there are certain people I'm not going to be the right teacher for. And there are certain people that are just going to connect with the way that I teach and I explain things. And that's what's really important for me. So in everything I do, it's just how can I best show people what I do? How can I best help them, give them information? And in doing that, uh, some people will never give me money. I have a podcast where I literally give everything I know about singing. And I, I don't charge for the podcast. I don't take advertisers, nothing. But there are those that listen and they decide, no, you know what? I want to learn. This is the person I want to learn from. And so I'm going to, to connect with him on a deeper level. So I always start with helping. I think that's the right way to start. 
I was on a call earlier today and um, it was a sharing time in there. And it just goes back to how do we pay it forward? And I remember putting in the chat, you know, that's it's important to me. I had somebody earlier this week pay it forward to me. Even before we hit record, I felt like you were helping me and and helping me think about things that, you know, that just to have a moment of help from people along the way is really impactful. It's made a huge impact on my life. And, you know, I'll help other people. And they're like, well, how can I return it? I said, just help somebody else the way that you can, because the way you help me is unique for me. And I'm going to be able to pay it forward in a different way, helping somebody else down the road today, tomorrow, whatever it may be. And to be able to help others first, my gosh, if we had everybody that just paid it forward a little bit every day, um, it'd be a pretty, pretty amazing place. We would uh, probably all excel at rapid paces at, at that rate. So I love that you said help others and you definitely live by what you're saying, because I saw it firsthand even before we hit record. So thank you for that. And thank you for, for what you're doing. Um, as we kind of wrap this up, when people are thinking about, you know, how do I get my point of view across? There's a lot of persuasion. I was even speaking with someone earlier today about the number of decision makers that are involved with things now. And and people just can't make decisions anymore. And so groups of decision-making have gone from five to seven people to probably even more now. I'm curious to hear from you. What is your idea or what is your um, thought around how do you get your point of view expressed in a persuasive manner? Well, for me, since I focus so much on the voice, I really, I'm convinced this is a competitive edge that most people are missing. Most people in business don't really think about their voice until it hurts. And then they just kind of push through it. And again, going back to that study, your voice is the primary emotional connector between you and others. And almost all decisions are based on emotion. And then we, we will retroactively go back and apply logic to it to justify it. But there's a huge emotional component. When you use your voice in a way to connect deeply and to keep people interested, you're going to be more persuasive. I love that. This has been so valuable. It feels like a crash course on the unspoken. Nobody teaches this stuff really in high school or college or some of these other places that we all go to further our education. So I'm very grateful. It's great to hear that your podcast is continuing to pay it forward and give people lots of ideas. What is the name of the podcast? The podcast is The Intelligent Vocalist. Intelligent Vocalist. And where do we find it? Uh, you can find it on uh, Spotify and, and Apple. And you can also go to my main website, johnhaney.com. That's where I have uh, my courses for speak, uh, singers. I um, have a large online singing school that I run as well. That's fantastic. Okay. And so if someone wants to learn more about you and the book that you just had that came out just a few months ago called The um, Compelling Speaker, where should they reach out to you? What's the best way to connect? Uh, compellingspeaker.com. And you okay. can find ways to connect there. Wonderful. Okay. John Haney, you are the CEO and founder of The Compelling Speaker, found on the web at compellingspeaker.com. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very appreciative of your time. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the episode. If you like it, please subscribe, share this episode or this show with other people around you. The greatest form of a compliment is a referral. I really appreciate them. And if you think that you want to learn more about some of the work we're doing, I encourage you to reach out to katherinecanty.com. You can schedule a call or just continue to read articles and information that we post out there. Thank you so much for being here.